Well, Jeff, you are an early adopter, and I could tell when I met you that this product was a great fit for you. It was perfect. The technology, the looks, everything. Beautiful house up there. And we just really appreciate your business and your willingness to do this for us and be an advocate of Tesla Solar Roof and American Home Contractors. And we really appreciate your support. So when you were initially thinking about going solar, you uh, were looking at different solar options and ended up choosing Tesla Solar Roof. Um, what kind of what was your thought process on going solar? Like, what were, what were you thinking about as terms of like how much solar to put up there, where to put it up there? Did you think about how it was going to look on the house and how much solar you could actually fit up there compared to your consumption needs? Well, we needed a roof, so that was fifty percent of it. We did need the roof because it was a cedar shake and it was. 30 plus years old. So it definitely needed replacing. Uh, that was one portion of it. The other 50% was that it would be energy efficient and providing us power. But as far as how much I thought was, was going to be needed, I was going to leave that up to the design team as far as saying, what can the roof accept? And then basically, I wanted to go with as much as we could, because the more, the better. Uh, that way, we could be 100% off grid if necessary for a whole home backup. Now, as far as like power walls, I wasn't sure how many I needed. In fact, when we first started, I think I didn't have any on there. Uh, and then a couple of people on your team mentioned it's better to have at least one so that later on, if you do add others, it's not as much to get started on the permitting and things like that to make that change. So that made that much easier. Well, before you know it, I was adding two other power walls, made it three, and then also came in to the span panels, which is the smart span panels uh, at span.io, uh, which replaces your mechanical breaker panel, we'll call it. And that actually gives you that ability, like I said, to pick what circuits are backed up on the solar. Obviously, being a geek and being in technology as far as like IT is concerned, um, I was already looking at the Tesla stuff when the cars first were announced, of course. And then I started seeing this Tesla solar stuff come around. Took maybe a couple of years once we bought this house. We were here for almost four years or so. Uh, and I ordered the Tesla roof. And it just felt like a magic wand was waved. And all of a sudden, it all came to fruition. And there you guys were. <laughs> In fact, uh, I think you said, oh, the time span might be within a year with getting materials, the whole survey done, all that kind of stuff. But boy, once the go-ahead green light was lit, you guys were there. In fact, I think I got an email stating once it came about, hey, materials are going to arrive Friday and our guys will be on site Monday. It's like, wow, okay, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> it was exciting. Oh, yeah. When things are ready, we try to jump on that opportunity. Once we get the permit, once we get the interconnection approved, yeah, we try to jump on that as soon as possible. Uh, so taking a step back, what was um, what was your introduction to Tesla? Like, when did you start learning more about Tesla, and I understand you have a couple vehicles. Oh, gosh. Uh, I would probably say it was back, like I said, there around maybe five, six years ago. I heard of Tesla, knew about them. It was funny. It was kind of almost like the Apple iPhone. I was a, a Windows PC guy forever, uh, worked in an Apple authorized service center, and then started seeing the manufacturing process, the backup support, et cetera. And I'm only alluding to that because Tesla, I feel, is a lot like that, where they're a company that they make everything, even though it might not be the first people on the on the board as far as like a product or something. 
when they do, it's the best. Like they've already done all the research and development and they've uh, finessed everything down to a point where uh, it's the most efficient, if that's the best way to put it, and, and best build quality. And I was following along with this stuff and I thought, well, let's, let's buy the car. I, I just bought the car on a whim and fell in love with it immediately once I had it. I think I saw a Model S and a Model Y. Is that accurate? Uh, yeah, I bought the Model S as a pre-certified uh, owned vehicle to kind of dip my toe in the water. Once we had that vehicle, like I said, and I'll never get rid of it because it's funny, as you know, how Tesla changes things along the years. Uh, they just don't have the same uh, features, we'll say. They have better technologies and software updates. But as far as like mechanical features and whatnot, you just can't get certain things anymore. So it's almost like a classic to me already. I won't get rid of it. But we bought a new one then, a Model Y, 2023 for my wife. That just got me even more engrossed. And I started checking into the whole solar stuff, even though I heard of Solar City and other companies prior to that. In fact, we had solar on another home decades ago, but really knew hardly anything about it. I just knew there was panels on the roof that it fed electricity into our grid wasn't even that involved with it at all. Um, but with this, I'm heavily involved with the apps and all the background information. It's just amazing. Like the technology is just awesome. And how how is uh, the system performed so far? I know it's a, the time of the year, you know, it's November, mid-November. So yeah. it's, it's not going to be as good as, you know, June, July timeframe when the sun's higher in the sky. But how, what are your initial thoughts? Well, my initial thought was the day they had it uh, testing on the final install day. I was amazed because I, uh, I already knew from background checking and whatnot with other people's similar systems and whatnot, the size. I was like, wow, this thing is pulling in 12.8 kilowatts and it's not even noon, you know, high sun. And this was in August at the very end. Uh, and I thought, boy, this isn't even summer. I, I can't wait till next summer to see what it's going to do uh, or even spring for that matter. But uh, all through September, you could pretty much say we were off grid. Like there was hardly any moments at all we were pulling from the grid just because of the way I was playing with it on a daily basis, trying to figure the app out, et cetera. But I think what really helped was also having the uh, span smart panels, two of which back up several circuits and you get to on the fly pick which ones are backed up and which ones are not. Uh, and it's on a, like a need to use basis, like critical, not so critical and never need to back up, for example. And in that process, you can actually on the fly. Well, I don't really need the heat pump for the pole backed up or I don't need the koi pond pumps running or something crazy that you would not need running in a power outage. It's just awesome to be able to do that on the fly and then to also see how that interacts with the numbers. But, yeah, efficiency wise. My gosh, uh, we could go all night long on the reserve power and the three power walls that we have. And by 10 or 11 a.m. the next morning, if it's sunny out, you know, a bright, full, sunny day, uh, those batteries are back up to 100 percent. And all day long, we're either pushing out to the grid or just utilizing what the house is pulling. How often would you say you check your Tesla app in the production? <laughs> It's like you're always saying it. At first, you're looking at it almost daily, just trying to get familiar with it, playing with all the little numbers and whatnot. And it's amazing all the data that's there. But I, I, I know I keep going back to the Span app, but it just gives you all that more information per circuit, which I had an issue with because I thought I actually had some maybe wiring issues and whatnot. 
with the property because of our high electric bills with our multiple heat pumps and things like that running. But now that I see it per circuit, everything makes a lot more sense when it's being used, how much is being used. And and when I say how much, I'm talking as far as kilowatts compared to kilowatt hours, because that was a big misnomer before. A lot of people can converge those and they misunderstand, well, gee, if I'm using this many kilowatts, that means I'm running as much power as this many houses uh, at the same time, when it's really simplified as kilowatts is the power your roof's pulling off, but the kilowatt hours is how many hours you're you're able to run off of that time produced, or that energy produced, I should say. So yeah, for the most part, those uh, what what did I say it was? I almost want to bring up the Apple one on the phone, but I don't want to disturb the call. <laughs> but uh, typically, like I said, by three, four o'clock in, in, in the afternoon, uh, we're seeing 100% on there. And by morning, still probably around 30 or 25% maybe, at worst case scenario so far. And there are times where we've had gray, cloudy days or rainy days, and it didn't charge much, uh, but then you still obviously are using what you use overnight. And the next morning I'll see, oh, okay, well, we got down to 25% and started pulling from the grid. So obviously, if you know there's a, a storm coming or a possible outage and that does occur, maybe you can set it to where, hey, let's slide that back up, up to like maybe 40%. That means I'm going to reserve that much of my batteries because I think I'm going to need that. And if you forget, Tesla has StormWatch where it will actually charge them for you, even off the grid before the storm, so that if you have a power outage, you have all that reserve. So you're kind of almost ensured that you're going to have that backup process. Have you guys had any uh, storm events? Yeah, I know. I actually had two, and we were off grid that entire time, and nope, didn't even didn't even realize that it occurred. Oh wow! Uh, now it was only maybe a couple hours uh, at each time, but it was really interesting that you didn't see anything occur. Seamless. We did everything as normal. I think my wife was even running the washer and dryer, dishwasher. Yeah, uh, the oven, all kinds of crazy stuff, all all simultaneously, and sometimes not. But yeah, it's amazing how many things can run at all at once. And you're thinking, wow, that's a lot of power, almost like plugging in two cars at once. You know, maybe thirteen to sixteen kilowatts each. But that's a short time period. It's not over a long time period, day after day. It's a brief period of time. So it's not taxing the batteries as much as you think. There's 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 so many cool aspects to all the apps and how they all interact and tie together. And the real cool thing is you don't have to feel like you have to monitor on a daily basis. You can always check back at any time and go backwards in time and see what was occurring. So you never really miss anything. And all the data is there. You can export it and get all fancy and put it in spreadsheets or whatever you want. But if you ask me, all the information is right there. In fact, I think even with the SREX, you can, like you said before, you can export the information right from the app. Yep. They do it for you. Yeah, we did a video on that as well. And uh, yeah, there's so many features in the app. And as you know, the app constantly updates. So, uh, you know, whenever I go to the app store and I update my Tesla app, I'm always curious to see what Tesla put in there. You know, sometimes it's minor things, bug fixes or whatnot, but sometimes there's a whole brand new set of features or user interface, which, you know, it makes it exciting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, just like that update they just did. Now, not to say that I have the, what do they call it, the Gen 3 
uh, wall charger mm-hmm. from Tesla. Um, it was already there installed prior to get, having the roof installed. But then whenever they provision everything during the install process, you know, they go around scanning all the different QR codes from these panels, the gateways, inverters, and et cetera. That was added, but then Tesla updated their app to now add the wall charger. And now when you look at the app and you see the little house with the power walls and the flow of the solar and everything, it's really cool because it shows the garage right there and shows right there's the charger and it shows when it's connected, when it's not, how much it's drawing. It's just really cool to see that solar in yellow flowing down those little pipes, going into your batteries, going to your house, going to your car. It's just really cool looking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I love the app. And it just makes for a great experience. And, you know, it just makes the product just so enjoyable. You know, you're aware mm-hmm. of what's happening in real time. And, you know, it, it, just just imagine not having access to that app and that data. You know, it would still be an awesome looking roof. It would still produce solar and store it in the batteries. Um, but you wouldn't be aware of what's happening. You wouldn't be able to see it. And I think seeing is believing in the Tesla app. So, Oh, for sure. Yeah, many times people will be here, and it's, number one, really nice that they can be at the front door with the slopes that we have. They can reach right out and touch it. Uh, we do have, like, a one little glass panel that we had left over that I show them. I'm like, wow, that's that's what it is? And they're always surprised, too, how heavy they are, even though they're not heavy, but they're glass. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, per shingle, you would say maybe, I guess, they're heavy. But I think they just don't expect it to be that material. Yep. And then on top of that, you got your app you can open up and show them, look, see, this is the flow. Um, I think they get it. But like even my own sister, even though we kept repeatedly telling her different things, uh, once she saw the final product and sees the batteries that they go into and all this kind of stuff, it's like, oh, so this does this, this does that. Yeah, I thought you understood that. It's like, no, they don't understand it till they see it, basically, you know. I, I mean, even me, I'm into technology and everything. I'm not on the electricity side. I'm more on the electronic side of things, computer, IT infrastructure, things like that. But even I understood a lot, just like with the cars. How many times have I explained things with the Tesla cars or EVs, uh, and I forget all these little things that you just take for granted that you don't think is anything special at all until you maybe get in an ICE vehicle, which is the internal combustible engine per se. Uh, but I like that acronym everybody uses all the time, the ICE vehicles, because they feel cool yep. compared to Tesla, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just all the little bells and whistles that you just take for granted that just do things for you. It's the same way with the roof and the app. It just feel like it's taking care of you all the time, you know, backing up, providing energy, and just keeping me off that grid and paying the man big bucks <laughs> for electricity. <laughs> it feels good to think that they may, might owe me money in return instead of me paying them constantly, you know. Now, you said you have um, two Span.io panels as well. Mm-hmm. Did you, how did you discover Span.io? Was that through us or was that some, some research you were doing on your end? That was research I was doing on my own in the beginning, and I didn't fully maybe 100% understand how they would tie in with the power walls. Span themselves are very clear that they do, you know, obviously feed into the uh, power walls. And there's other battery backup systems they they work with as well, but they work best with Tesla's power walls. Um, That being said, I looked into them and I was actually going to already purchase them. 
but like I said, once I found out you guys were certified installers or distributors as well for them, uh, I was able to obtain them through your company instead of doing that directly myself, which was a, a big help. And what made you decide to go with the span panels as an add-on to the roof? Just for the main reason, if you don't have the span panels, my understanding then and of course now is when you have the Tesla solar roof and power walls installed, you have to choose which circuits do you want to back up so that when you do have a power outage, those circuits are being backed up by the power walls. Uh, and you can only have so many based on the size of your system, obviously, and how many bower- batteries you have. With the span panels, I can pick and choose at any time as long as everything's bed into those span panels, which everything is. Uh, anything in that panel, on the fly, I can pick what gets backed up and what does not. And if you have the wrong decision, you think, you know, two hours into an outage and you're like, wow, I think it's going to drain our batteries much quicker. If I have these items running, I think I'll switch those off. I'm not really using them. And then all of a sudden you'll see the app jump up in numbers and say, well, now instead of eight, you have 12 hours of backup time until the sun comes back out. That's the other cool part is you might think, well, we're on an outage. How many hours is it going to last? You don't have to be as concerned. Once that sun comes back out the next day, you're already filling the batteries back up again. It's a never-ending cycle. And I'm amazed on gray overcast days that I'm at times still with the Tesla roof itself pulling in somewhere around four and a half to five kilowatts. That's just amazing to me. It's like you look outside and you're like, it's gray and overcast. You don't even really see a shadow, but yet you're pulling solar off the roof. It's great. So I think it's safe to say that all, all of these products together have provided a greater awareness of your energy consumption. Is that accurate? Oh my gosh, yes. I, I've been playing around with the, 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 both the Tesla app and the Span app, but the reason I bring up the Span app as uh, a mainstay of monitoring the circuits, it's more down to each individual circuit in the house as compared to the power walls will tell you, hey, you have this many hours of backup. It's not telling you which specific circuits those are. Uh, besides, like I said, if you hardwire them, uh, as backup with the span app, you're actually seeing it telling you, well, your washer, or you can even go by area like your laundry room or your living room. And in that might be different circuits, but you can go by areas or per circuit and see the numbers individually, what's drawing what current at what given moment. And even that's daily over a month, obviously years, whatever, all the numbers are there to play with. That's awesome. What what do you have your Powerwall reserve set to, and how did you come to that amount? Well, the app itself recommends Tesla's app. I think it's a what twenty percent if you're on home backup. Uh, what's the other one? I think they call it efficiency, which is basically feeding from the grid at various places where you might have like peak, you know, offset hours and things like that to go by. Time-based, Whereas yep. here, we I don't think we really knew, deal with that as much. Which actually, that's something I got to get into is like uh, I keep hearing SRACs mentioned many times. I think you've even brought it up. Uh, that's something I'll ha- have to leap into and, and see what's involved with that. Yeah. But uh, for now, the time being, though, everything is backed up that I need backed up. Everything seems to be pretty efficient. Now, I have noticed that with Tesla doing the update, two updates, actually, one where they let you charge your car from solar. Uh, that makes a big difference because you're not drawing from the battery backup during the day or night. 
with that on because it's waiting for that solar and above a certain percentage you can select uh, before it starts charging your car and it might not even charge it at say you have your settings in the car for say 40 amp uh, or whatever amperage level you can select it will actually wait until it has above a certain percentage in the batteries then start dumping into the car and then you can also on top of that say we'll only do that up to 50 percent once it reaches 50 to 80 percent do the rest off of the the batteries or off the grid what you can choose you can slide those sliders all over the place <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> but uh yeah the the main thing of it though is the 20 percent for the solar backup and then the 80 percent is basically how much you're powering from your batteries i guess is the way to put it kind of like you do with the vehicles i only charge to 80 percent on a typical average day unless we're going to take a long trip we, we charge up to 100 percent the night before that's awesome I think somebody on our team mentioned a story of the previous owner coming by your house and, and mentioning something about the roof. Well, he just built his home. So he wasn't in the same position as myself needing a roof. It was a win-win situation for us. Uh, with him, he's just really interested in the technology. He too has Teslas, basically just saw the technology. And once he saw it here, he was like, wow, I just didn't realize that it would look that good. You know, I thought, like I said, people expect to see panels up there or something. They don't realize that each one of those tiles is basically like a glass shingle, if you want to put it that way. I've already given them the the, the referral and uh, told them who to get in contact with because uh, they can't wait to get one themselves. Oh, that's awesome. Why, why do you think folks are so confused about the uh, concept of a solar roof? I think it's just because of what they've physically seen or what they hear through hearsay. Uh, they're used to seeing panels on people's roofs or out in the yards or whatever. And uh, they just don't maybe take the time, I guess, or effort to go to Tesla's website and they show you all the graphics right there. The way I tell people is, hey, there's the solar roof and there's solar panels. The solar roof is a collection of the glass tiles or shingles that makes up the entire roof. Yep. And it's, but, and, and it's just so awesome looking when you look at it, especially with the sunshine sheening across it. It's, it, it's almost like detailing a metal roof to someone as far as like aesthetics, but it's actually to me better looking than that even. Oh yeah. And your house is so beautiful. It has the steep slopes. It has the angles. I'm sure you get to see that, that shine all throughout the day, depending on oh, where oh, you're yeah. located or in the, in the yard. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. And it's funny you bring up about that steep pitches because I noticed, uh, let's say up until maybe 1130 now, depending on what season it is, obviously, uh, my estimation is with all the longer we've had it is by the time the sun gets around the certain part of the house, even those steep pitches and whatnot might shade that area on the front or east side of the house. For us, it's the front side. By the time it gets around to the southern side, uh, you can tell it's starting to pick up other parts of the roof. That's what's so cool about the whole roof being solar, because one part takes over as another part gets shaded or vice versa. Now, we don't know what it's like with sun, uh, uh, snow or anything yet, but I have a feeling it's going to fall off a lot quicker than what it was with, say, cedar shingle. Oh, yeah. Just because of the black and, of course, with it being glass, the smoothness of it, and, of course, our pitch 
it's going to have that snow slide off. Yes. It'll be interesting to see what we produce. Yeah, it, it, it'll it'll come off pretty quickly. Uh, the snow shedding feature for Tesla solar roof, once the sun touches the roof, it tends to come off very quickly. Um, and since your roof is so steep, I don't think you'll have a problem with too much accumulating before it actually does knock off and, and fall to the ground. So that'll be good. You should be up and running and producing as soon as that sun comes back up. For my roof, you know, uh, my roof's a little bit less steep than yours. Typically, when the sun touches it, it's only a few hours before everything comes off and melts melts away. Nice. So I'm up and running before my neighbor's roofs are even cleared at all. So it's it's good. So you won't be without power for too long. Now, another thing I was going to bring up, too, is the nice thing when you have the roof taken off, your previous roof, and have the solar one installed, the gutters are, if not appropriately sized to begin with need to be what is it six inches i think that'll probably help with that snow shedding as well uh because it's going to help catch some of that if that makes any sense absolutely yeah we always recommend six inch gutters at least six inch gutters they do make seven inch gutters as well but six inch gutter with the tesla solar roof because the roof is actually off the off the substrate a little bit about an inch and a quarter so it's a taller roof a little bit higher and the overhang on the on the end of the the roof is a little bit more than a traditional asphalt roof so yeah a little bit a little bit larger gutter to accept all that uh rain that's coming off the roof and you know ice and snow that's shedding off as well oh i i love it when it rains uh in fact it's really strange that even when it rains you're like oh my gosh, I'm probably like zero right now on solar production. And you're it's amazing. You look at it and you're like, what? 1.5 kilowatt? How, how's that even happening? It's, it's raining outside right now. You would think all the overcast and with the rain that it wouldn't be producing anything. It's just so surprising to me. That's probably the biggest surprise of anything. Oh, wow. So the biggest surprise is that even though it's rainy or cloudy out, the sun still shines through the clouds, still yep. touches the roof, and still is able to produce something. But yet, ironically, it wouldn't be raining out and just be very dark overcast, maybe before the storm or right as it starts. Uh, you might see zero, but that's when it's really dark. And then once, you know, did you ever see the days where it's kind of like sun shining, but yet it's still kind of raining? It's just kind of weird. Like you would expect, oh, okay, well, of course, the sun's out. It's going to produce something. But what really throws me off is those gray overcast days where you look and all you see for miles and miles is just gray sky. You can't see a sun or, hey, that hole come, when it comes up, the sun's going to peek through. No, it's completely overcast and still seeing like anywhere between one and four kilowatts, we'll say. And there's times where you see like 0 0.2, 0 0.7, but that's like real early in the morning when the sun's just peeking over the mountaintop, you know. Yep. And and you're like, oh, yeah, and within an hour, that thing's going to be like you know, probably like 12 kilowatts or so. It's amazing how fast it starts doing it. Yeah, and as you go through the, the different seasons, different time of the year, you can see the sun rise, sunset, how much production you get when the sun's at its highest during that particular part of the year. So it's interesting to play around with the app. And, you know, since you guys just got it turned on, you have a whole year of just messing around with it and paying attention to that and being more aware of weather and seasonality and where the sun's located. And yeah, it just makes you more aware of just a lot of things. Mm -hmm. and, and what I was going to say about the rain too, is it's really nice that it gets on the roof because it cleans any of that pollen, dust, whatever's on there off, you know, bird droppings, <laughs> especially the bird droppings. We had a big problem with squirrels beforehand 
And what's really funny is because uh, they would just be all over our roof with the cedar shake. You know, their little claws could just climb right up there. But with the, the glass, it's kind of funny. They still try to jump maybe from a tree that we have close enough. Once they get on that roof, boy, they're sliding right off. It's almost <laughs> like a game to them. They still attempt it, but it's just funny to see them sliding off the roof, you know? <laughs> yeah, they definitely can't stick up there. No. So, Jeff, what's uh, what's next? Do you have any other plans with the house? Well, definitely we're going to be doing uh, some siding. The other thing is uh, working with your team to get that other battery or, or whatever is included there or needs to be uh, to get that other panel completely backed up. That way I could really say, hey, I'm going to go 100% off the grid and, and not have anything. Now, that other panel is, like I said, or more of like what a previous owner did as an add-on um, as what he probably thought was a sub-panel, but the electrician set up as a main panel uh, that feeds directly to the meter. So the nice thing is, is your electrician is able to either combine certain strings that are on my existing roof or like we just built a gazebo or not pavilion, sorry, recently and soon to build another two-car garage. And I already want to put Tesla solar on those as soon as possible. Once we get all the permitting in place and whatnot, we're dealing with with that. But uh, all that being said, what's so neat about it is it can all tie into our existing system and just exponentially grow with batteries, whatever's needed, extra inverters or a gateway. Yeah, I know you guys have a lot going on up there. And did you make any progress on that detached garage? Uh, not yet. No, still on the permitting process and everything, waiting on the, the local government to get everything approved. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so how was your experience with uh, some of our employees and crew? Any, any shout outs that oh, you could mention? Oh, everybody's amazing. Yeah. I mean, right down to the uh, the guys showing up and turning the roof off, cleaning everything up. Uh, you know, you got lots of nails and paper and all this other kind of stuff. And they put all the tarps in all the right places, clean everything up. I mean, they brought a big dumpster in, so everything went in there. Uh, it was funny, too, when the one guy was picking up the dumpster. He's like, what's all in there? And I said, my entire roof. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a, every, everything that made up the roof. And then now the Tesla roof's going on. And then once they started installing the the panels and whatnot, it was so quick. You get that drip edge on there and some of the flashing, and then boom, row after row goes on so quickly after that underlayment, which a lot of people see as like the big gray or white covering that with the Tesla words. That was really cool to 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 see that. Just to see that Tesla all over the roof. And then think, oh boy, it's getting covered up with all the glass. But hey, it looks really awesome. But then the electricians were on site almost at the same time, getting everything all set up. If there was any conduit needed, getting all the data strings run to the inverters, inverters installed, mounting the batteries, uh, very knowledgeable. Um, in fact, I, I heard, you know, if I can say, I guess a couple of them worked with Tesla prior. Mm -hmm. So they have that background as well. Um, and the real cool thing I like to tell a lot of people is, I'm glad that American Home Contractors did my roof because you guys are not only Tesla certified, you are roofers. Tried and true. But, you know, I'm thinking, hey, who would you rather have doing this? Somebody that's experienced with roof issues and whatnot. In fact, when they took off my old roof, I was concerned that we would have a lot of decking that needed replaced uh, on the older portions of the home. But surprisingly enough, a lot of it was fine. It was the additional, the new addition, we call it that actually needed some replacements and they did it right there on the fly. 
went and got the materials that they needed that maybe weren't accounted for in the beginning, popped them right on. Everything was dealt with right away. It was awesome. Yeah, that's one of the advantages we have being a roofing company first. We know how to deal with weatherization, rotten plywood, modifications to the roof system, and then learning the solar, of course, is a little bit easier than the reverse. You know, a solar company trying to learn roofing, that, that takes a little bit longer. That's a lot more challenging, <laughs> working on a roof that this, that's this <laughs> steep. <laughs> yeah. So you're a big subscriber of ours, and we really appreciate that. Is there anything that we um, missed on the frequently asked questions or anything that you think people should know about Tesla Solar Roof and the Powerwall batteries? Mm. No, I've, I've actually seen your series on the frequently asked questions. You guys pretty much hit every question out there that I would think of anyway. Maybe SREX, huh? Well, <laughs> you've mentioned, but you did mention them in there. I just meant I need to be more acquainted with it. Ah, okay. Gotcha. We do have some folks we work with for the SREX that we can pass along to you so that you can get that taken care of. You know, they're, I think in Pennsylvania, they're good for two years. So your system's producing SREX and, you know, nothing's going to, nothing's going to happen to them. So they're going to oh, wow. stay as produced and you'll be able to sell them up to two years later. So you got some time. Yeah, I don't know if that's a geographical, like per power company type situation, kind of like the off-peak, on-peak type stuff, or that's... I think it's state regulated. Oh, okay. Like in Maryland, they're good for two years. I think in Pennsylvania, they're good for two years as well. But yeah, you, you should have some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Y'all will definitely be looking into that. Oh, yeah. And I, I appreciate you guys. I tell you what, uh, I can't do enough recommending out there. And it's amazing how many people want to get the roof. They just don't quite know what the first steps are. And I think that first step is basically, hey, go to those YouTube videos. I think that's so awesome that you have those frequently asked questions and whatnot, because not only can they get a contact, they can see the video and get some questions answered as well that they might have, you know, as far as like, gee, should I really go forward with this? Or is it just more like I'm just kind of like touching ground and seeing what this is about, you know? Absolutely. Well, based on your feedback with you speaking to folks you know, uh, please send us any uh, any recommendations on our end for content that we can create and send out because, you know, our, our goal with our content is to provide awareness and education so folks can, uh, you know, hopefully more and more folks can buy Tesla solar roof and put it on their house. I think really right now it's just an awareness thing. Mm -hmm. I think if more people were aware of the product that is, exists and all the cool things about it, I think more and more people will just jump on board. For certain. Awesome, Jeff. Thanks again. I really appreciate it. Yep. Thank you much, guys. Nice seeing you again. Talk to you soon. Bye. Be in touch. You've been listening to the American Home Contractors podcast. You can find us across the web on YouTube, X, TikTok, and Instagram at AHCDMV. If you have an upcoming job or have any further questions about this or another product or service we offer, please contact us at AmericanHomeContractors.com. Thanks. We'll see you in the next one.